No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. about the decision to include Geigen in this movie and and call him down. Yeah, all very uh, frustrating. I know, I know. Knowing our podcast is something about how the filmmakers are all secretly fascist. No, not this one. This is it's they're just lazy. I do think that they're fascists um, or something, <laughs> or at least pulling, but not that like Geigen doesn't prove that point welcome to no gods no monsters we're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us i'm rabbit i'm charlie and i'm bardo and today we're talking about 1973's godzilla versus megalon uh just a before we go into the synopsis i just have to warn you all i definitely have different subtitles than y'all this time so it's gonna be a ride uh, <laughs> well i was yeah reading the um the chapter on it in uh, the David Collatt book, yeah, he brought up some things. I was like, wait, that happened? I don't think that happened in mine. Uh, in yours, did they say that they built their own sun? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Thank God. Did they say that they created their own oxygen, or did they say they lived in a bubble? They said that they, when Lemuria sank, they were saved because they lived in, cause they were inside of a bubble, and then they learned how to make their own oxygen. And built a kingdom and their own son. All right. Well, all I know is I, I watched a YouTube video on the making of this, and I'm not going to credit them because I forget who did it. But every line that they showed, every shot of film that they showed, they were saying something completely different than my version. <laughs> it sounds like we all watched the same one, though, so this is good. Fuck yeah. No, that one, it could still be right because the sun. I didn't pick ones that were different like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, do you have a synopsis for us? I yeah. mean, hey, you want to tell us what this movie's about? What'd you say? Do you, do, you, do you want to tell us what the movie's about? Oh, well, first of all, um, in honor of us recording this during the State of the Union, I know we don't like to get political, but I think we should do one of our classic uh, Let's Go Brandon circles. So I'll start it off. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. All right, now we're going to leave a pause for the listener to say their own. All right, and I'm going to close up with another Let's Go Brandon. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. I think a lot of people listen to our show, like a bunch of them sitting in a room. So let's leave a pause for them to do a go around. <laughs> okay. Should we start over? No, I think we could just pause here, if that... Okay. You introduce the pause, Charlie. Okay, now we are going to pause so that the uh, listener, or listeners, as it may be, can jump in and do their own. All right, and then I will close. I will close the circle. With a, let's go, Brandon. That was great, everybody. Okay. Thank you for recommending that. Y'all sound yeah. wonderful. Let's go, right. Brandon. Now that's uh. Let's go, Brandon. Now let's get away from the politics and jump into the movie. <laughs> 
Underground nuclear tests are causing havoc, earthquakes, a sick-ass dance party on Monster Island, and fissures to appear all over. Unbeknownst to these shithead nuke testers, three million years ago when the continent of Lemuria sank into the ocean, there was a bubble in which a society lived and built a kingdom known as Cetopia. Now, if we required all nuke testers to learn history, then the events of this movie could all have been avoided, and one of the worst Godzilla movies could have just been never made. Unfortunately, nuke testers don't know history, so here we are. Well, now Cetopia feels threatened, and when Cetopia feels threatened, you better watch out, because they summon the drill bug monster Megalon to destroy it. They send out two agents to adopt a robot some random dudes are making so that the robot can guide Megalon to places to destroy. That robot's name? Jet Jaguar. Why? Who gives a shit with a name like that? Of course, this all begs the question. Couldn't have they just used anything else to guide Megalon? Why do they need to abduct a random robot? Like, couldn't they just have used a remote-controlled airplane from a hobby shop? Or a helicopter? But what Cetopia doesn't realize about this robot that they've kidnapped is that it has a will of its own that is so strong it gives him Godzilla finding and communicating abilities as well as the power to make himself kaiju-sized. Cetopia summons Gigan to aid Megalon, which, once again, begs the question, why didn't they just send Gigan along in the first place? Why did they wait until Megalon was failing? A four-monster brawl erupts, with Godzilla and Jet Jaguar being victorious, and Cetopia sealing off their kingdom's access to the surface, like the surface cocks that they are. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Megalon... What's this movie called? <laughs> it's Godzilla versus Megalon, baby. What a drag this movie was. I'm glad <laughs> you had told me it was awful, because... So wait, first I want to celebrate. After watching this movie, I have finally seen all the Godzilla movies. Hey! Homie. Save the best for last. Thank you, everybody. Homie. Thank you. Except for the American versions of some of them. Doesn't count. I'm glad you told me this movie was a drag bar, too, because it kind of made it better, you know. You went in thinking it was going to be even worse than it was? Yeah, like, I knew it was going to have a ton of reused footage, and it did, but they actually used it better than they have in the past few ones. It felt like they actually built the movie around the footage, which is a really depressing state of affairs, but it actually meant that it fit and it like It was mostly like like the waterfront refinery blowing up and like the army guys and stuff, right? That was that was most yeah. of the reused footage. That every time he shot his yellow thing and it blew up a city, that was Ghidorah shooting right. the yellow stuff. That's why his thing was yellow. According to David Collette the Sockledge army was cobbled together from the War of the Gargantuas, and they'd also used the same footage in Gigan. And they also used footage from Gigan, Destroy All Monsters, uh, Sea Monster, which that's Ebera, right? Yeah. And Hedera. There's footage from all those movies. Hedera was the one where, uh, when Godzilla jumped into the ocean. Oh, I knew I knew that from somewhere else. I mean, I will say, watching this movie a second time, like I watched it, like a like a year ago or something like that and and this watch i actually i liked the fight at the end i thought that was fun yeah it was, it was definitely one of the most um anthropomorphic is that the word yeah no i agree the most like these are humans in suits fight but it was, it was pretty fun um, they didn't do any of the slowdown effects um and part of the reason was because they so many of the tv shows that were inspired by godzilla 
were like doing great and they were mm. cheaper and they didn't do slowdown effects so they were like fuck it let's just do what the kids want which is yeah. that and so that's why it's just dudes in suits there's no yeah, yeah. interesting Collat brings up the that the film industry was basically collapsing but the tv industry was thriving especially shows like ultraman and stuff like that so they wanted to make a movie as close to a tv show as possible including budget wise um yep Oh, I should mention, I'm sure, do you want to say the Collat book that you read? A Critical History and Filmography of Toho's Godzilla Series by David Collat, second edition. Sweet, and I will be referencing the Kaiju film, A Critical Study of Cinema's Biggest Monsters by Jason Barr. Nice. And I will also be referencing uh, The History of Godzilla vs. Megalon by Big Action Bill on YouTube. I just want to say, I believe I cut you off, Bart, to like three minutes ago when you brought up that you liked the fight scenes you're talking about your overall impressions on the movie and you brought up how you liked the fi- actually like the fight scenes then i cut you off you said exactly what i was gonna say is that it was like fast and like if you know godzilla like punched a lot of people and yeah it felt like a lot of punching it felt like it it hit hard you know and <laughs> yeah. and, and uh it was it was a you know kind of fun and exciting to watch and and that was really nice um after like an hour and change of like really kind of like drab plot that doesn't things just kind of like happen and like it's unclear why most of the plot points have to happen at yeah, all it's, and it's horribly written <laughs> yeah it, uh there was not a script by the way Really? There was like a story treatment okay. or something. I don't know how long there wasn't a script, but they I know they like started with just like rough ideas written, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah sure it makes sense. I am coming from, I probably got something, but maybe there's a script at some point. But what uh, yeah. Big Action Bill said is they started without a script. Bill don't lie. Yeah, he's got big action going on. I actually was really bored with the fights. Mm. But the first 20 or so minutes, I was like, I like the vibe of this, like kind of chill music, kind of cool settings and colors, sick ass cars, great cars, the best cars in any Godzilla movie. Definitely such good cars, cool cars. The dolphin boat was the most horrible and pathetic thing I've ever seen. terrible toy it was so bad and the guy's like this looks like that looks like fun and i was like no it looks horrible wow i like it so much i actually ordered one um so <laughs> it, just, it doesn't go anywhere it's just a it's a big thing that just bobs in the water it looks very expensive and i i don't know i can't imagine wait, wait, you're talking about the dolphin thing. boat right yeah i'm talking yeah. about the dolphin boat <laughs> um Apparently, also, they were filming that scene in, like, February, and it was freezing cold, and everyone, like, the child in short shorts was horribly cold with water splashing on him, and just was miserable, Again. and that makes so much sense in that scene. <laughs> wow. Oh um, Why are they doing this to little kids? I like the matte painting, when the, oh, yeah. when the water drained out, and they're, yes. like, looking out over the drained lake. It's a pretty cool matte painting. Yeah, the fissure was very nice. I like yeah. the fissure. It was nice, but like, it was like you're watching this lake, and then suddenly you're like, "That's not even close to the same lake. That's a totally different <laughs> yeah. place." And agree. <laughs> yep. It, I agree that they they kind of like set this up because I'm I'm all about you know me I'm all about the the like 
the hollow earth people and the, oh, the yeah. sunken mm-hmm. continents and stuff like that and that's like that's like fun fun mythology to me mm. and they just didn't do anything with it it's just yeah no they also they didn't do anything with literally like the first words of nuclear testing underground nuclear tests cause all this havoc and you're like oh this is gonna have like a strong anti-nuke message but it kind of completely leaves off of that uh just barely returns to it at the very end and i'm just gonna say i'm gonna get it out of the way i think it yeah. has a pro nuke message i don't think it does but i think it has a pretty bad one let's let do y'all want to dive in should we dive into the nuke and see topia just go for it yeah okay real quick setup so this nuclear weapon going off near the islands was apparently based around the 1971 tests outside of Amchitka Island, Alaska. It was called the Kanakin Underground Nuclear Weapons Test, November 6, 1971. Okay, yeah, because they said that the second underground nuclear test, so I was wondering if the first one was actually something. I also thought it was weird how they say 1970X. Yeah, they do that in some older ones too, but this was weird because it wasn't like the future. It was like early. Like One quick side note, we're talking about our initial impressions or whatever. I just want to throw out I saw this as a lesser Godzilla movie, but not as bad as I was led to believe it would be. I still thought it was overall a fun time. It's because you're a surface cuck. <laughs> what did you call it? That was yeah, yeah surface cuck. <laughs> you kept saying Lumeria or Lumeria, and Lumeria. I want to get something straight because scientist, inventor, dude, and the professor or and the 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 other guy. They're talking about Mu and Lemuria, and they say yeah. Mu is in the Pacific Ocean, Lemuria is in the Indian Ocean, and they both sank three million years ago. Where are we knowing that Cetopia used to be Lemuria? Because I got excited when you say that, said that, thinking, oh, that means it's consistent with Atragon, where Mu was one, and Cetopia is a different one, and they fit in the same world. But first of all, I think mine said Lemuria was Pacific and Mu was Atlantic. Maybe that's right. And I believe they specifically said when when he's just explaining the uh, motivations of Cetopia for no reason to uh, the tied-up yeah. guy, he's, I'm pretty sure he says when Lemuria sank into the ocean. Yes. Okay. Is that what you were going to say too, Barto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got he it. he okay. says that, that they were the Lemurians um, at one point. Which, I don't know if I explained this the last time we talked about these undersea continents, but the reason that is named what it is, was it was made up as an explanation for why lemurs are on multiple continents. Amazing. Oh, does that explanation check out? It, it does not. <laughs> oh. It does not. It does not hold water. It's disappointing, and this is something that both you and I fundamentally disagree on. <laughs> So, real quick, we talked about the Moo in Atragon a lot, and then also, Barto, you brought up the Moo and their ties to conspiracy stuff, cult stuff in Japan. In which episode? It might have been Gamera versus Jiger. Yes, Gamera versus Jiger. So, listeners, if you're interested in more about the Moo and why they're in these movies, check out the Gamera versus Jiger one, because Barto's got some cool info for you. Oh, yeah, that's surprising. I... I was trying to think of what episodes we talked about, and I just assumed they were all Godzilla episodes. No, um, there's there's just some like 
there was some weird cult that was just like into sunken continents in in Japan that was kind of gaining uh, steam in this in this period of time. Okay, so we got this is Lemuria because there are lemurs. Yeah. Oh man, there's so. Can we start off with like what what did y'all just generally think before we dive into our thoughts and theories about the Cetopians? It's really weird how they make them so villainous the entire time but then at the end they're like but they were just defending themselves which is true they were just defending themselves but they never really make them sympathetic at all throughout the entire thing they just kind of paint them as stock villains i guess yep i have a lot to say on that i was hoping to talk about how they looked and shit oh okay uh Uh, how they look (gasps) a lot more boring than they usually these societies usually look like like those those women dancing, they were just like wrapped in like clear plastic with just like a bikini underneath, and it's so much more boring than we usually have more colorful as well as more exciting dances, and there usually be cool music to it. I, I I agree. The dance was just they were just like swaying. It kind of looked mm-hmm. more like like drunk or something. It didn't look like an organized dance at all, which yeah. is fine, you know, like it doesn't need to be organized dance, but like usually yeah. when we, you know, like when I think about like uh the episodes with like Mothra, that when mm-hmm. we get to like the exotic peoples, there's like a ceremony happening. It felt like there was a ceremony happening. Yeah, this, it's usually but, a highlight of the movie in my opinion. Yeah, even despite the racism yeah. Almost always the existing, but even this, this was like very strange. And you know, again, how they looked much whiter than most of. Well, they they got rid of the problem of racism mm-hmm. by being like, oh, five years after we finally stopped doing blackface, we'll just make them all white. Which, like in Atragon, they were some of them were white and some of them were Japanese, but this was just all white. And like you're y'all are saying, it's like like in Atragon, it was like these big this big room and then these like kind of like sets that made the world look big but this was just like a tiny room like it felt like they were at like a community theater production of Seatopia. Mm. yeah yeah the well i think the dancers were japanese women yeah i was gonna say i thought the dancers were japanese women i i brought that up and, and my wife was like maybe they couldn't find any white people that could dance <laughs> uh but they yes. they also couldn't dance, so that that explanation yeah. is yeah. Whole um, yeah, but you should have seen the white people. I did like that they they had like the Easter Island statue that was overlooking them. That was kind of a cool detail. Did, uh, what was that? There was one cool thing in Cetopia, and it was that one image of like this trippy curved just drawing of like geometric shapes and Easter Island heads. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? That yeah. Was cool. I thought let's ex- so cool. Let's do that. Let's expand on that the whole time. Yeah, just show that picture and have the audio that you had in Cetopia, and I'd be happier. I did like their headdresses of Me- uh, Megalon's face. Oh, cool. I thought that was very funny. Like very ugly. What an ugly thing to wear on your head. <laughs> and but they they all they it was a look. Totally. Yeah. Overall, I I still enjoyed that just because that's. The type of stuff I really enjoy, but it just it just felt really the entire Cetopia sequences just felt very um I mean like we said that the, this movie had a low budget and just felt really underdone, especially in comparison to these types of scenes in past Godzilla movies. But I still somewhat enjoyed it. 
was still one of the more highlights of the movie for me. I wanted more of it, or it not mm. at all. Like it just felt yeah. like yeah. they just they just gave us a few drops of of Seatopia when maybe we could have a whole world to explore under there, and there's yeah. just there's just nothing. I mean, when you see the lake. And it starts having a glowing, moving, cool thing. And then suddenly there's the dry ice effect. And then a vortex. Mm -hmm. And it drains. You're like, what is this? And then it's just like a few people in a room wearing cheap-ass Greek fucking clothes. And like, even the... I don't know, even the Japanese people who are dancing are wearing, like, clan hoods. And, like, <laughs> it's, like, it just felt like this whole, I don't know, I have such a problem with this weird, it's, like, people talk about how the ancient aliens theory is racist because, like, the, you know, the pyramids couldn't have been, they weren't built by white people, so it must have been aliens or something. And it's just, like, that, but white people. Like, it's even worse. Yes. I don't know, it was just... And it with but with nothing like it was like thinner than air. Yeah, I mean, and again, when you you texted me and you're like, or you texted us and you're like, what word should I have in my mind while I watch this movie? And I said, esoteric Nazism. I put a high because <laughs> that's what this reminded me of, and I don't know why. What point they were they were trying to make with it, but like this this lost continent of of white people with with superior technology was like that's what the that's what i was it him was it himmler who was who was i forget now who was in charge of uh seeking out like the artifacts to to prove the uh the sort of esoteric aspect of the the foundations of nazism in germany but you know i've been reading hellboy so i should know the answer to that you should um so i'm gonna say rasputin it that's that's who it is in hellboy well he's working under himmler or one of the others but yeah so i don't know about that specifically but i do know like that hitler was really into the book the vril the hidden race which are also underground people who have crazy technology and some magic who like where the, some people think a lot of the ideas of the Aryan race came from. So there's just like a lot of things in this. I mean, the real stuff is It's same origin point as like okay. the Lemurian stuff and the move stuff. It, of course. It's God all in the it. same sort of tradition. Is your point? Cause I feel like my point and Charlie's point about, them being sympathetic or not might be kind of similar. I'm curious first, Barto, you were talking about uh, this being a pro nuke movie. I don't know if this is the time. I mean, sure. I, I, I agree that ultimately, how could you not see these people as Nazi? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> at, at the very core of the story, how could you not sympathize yeah. with them? Like of mm -hmm. our world is getting rocked because you're dropping nuclear weapons, you know, like particularly, you know, in like 1970s Japan, what the movie, what I read from this film is that there are unknown consequences from using nuclear weapons, but we could build giant robots and defeat those consequences. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so good. <laughs> I don't know That's what else amazing. this movie could possibly be saying. <laughs> I have a read, but uh, Charlie, do you have anything first, or should I go into mine? Um, I'm afraid I blew up my load too early here, but... Hey, that's the name of my sex tape, so I feel you. <laughs> I think that's this movie calls for that. I like that we're not trying to hold on till the end. We still get to talk about monsters and monster fights. It's great. Okay. Um, but I mean, we don't know how to make giant robots. <laughs> that robot became giant damn. based on his own free will. Yeah, this isn't 1970X. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> but... I guess if we make robots with free will they will willingly make themselves big to protect us from any consequences of nuclear weapon testing pro nuke and pro artificial intelligence oh no 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 indeed (laughs) but anti-alliance with inner solar system i don't uh entities i don't know i don't know either okay I, so yeah, I had this issue when I was watching this where I was like, I sympathize with these people, but I also don't know why did you, we'll get into what Megalon is in a bit, but like, why did you send Megalon first? Why not like, hi, we're here. Hey. That's true. Like, I was wondering about that the whole time. Like, I sympathize yeah. with your plight, but I also don't get why you can't send like a passenger pigeon or some shit first. Not even a passenger pigeon, you, because they sent... Two people. Right? people. They sent people yeah. up there. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like, write an article. You yeah. know, tweet. Let us know. But I, w- I want to read Jason Barr from uh, the, the book I mentioned earlier, the Kaiju film, because this summed up and expanded on my thoughts way better than I could. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Interestingly, the sympathy of the viewers is not towards the Seatopians. In perhaps the only film in the Godzilla franchise that does not provoke sympathy for people who are victims of nuclear weapons or energy. Which is like a fucking gnarly point. Mm. Um, Instead, the Cetopian's warlike response makes them the antagonists of the film, and the guest appearance of the aliens from Nebula M cements their bad intentions. Here, then, we see a film that preaches pacifism at all costs. Even after Godzilla and Jet Jaguar are victorious, the, quote, hope is that the Cetopians will learn to express their issues in ways other than unleashing a kaiju. Thus, the dangers of nuclear testing are acknowledged and frowned upon. It seems that many of the characters sympathize, at least in part, with the plight of the Cetopians, but the method in which they attempt to stop nuclear testing is wrong. A peaceful solution is paramount, and that includes the requirement that the Cetopians understand that the country performing the atomic bomb testing is not Japan, but the United States. Japan, therefore, is once again caught in the crosshairs. They are held directly responsible, but with no authority, for the actions of the United States, a theme of tenuous Cold War relationships that will be discussed further in the next chapter. Oh, that's terrible. Basically, last part, they're held directly responsible, but for actions of the United States. Fucking trip. Okay, but that would have been a good movie. This wasn't that movie, though. Like, not at all. No, I, I agree. That's a, their interpretation, and it's not in the movie. But I do think, to me, there is a through line from Godzilla where uh, Ishiro Honda wanted peace to 
a weird liberalizing of that where they want peace even when trying to stop nuclear testing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the 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 bad guys here are the ones who are trying to stop the United States' like testing with violence mm-hmm. rather than the United States for committing the violence in the first place. Okay, this is like an MLK day every year when when the most dipshit uh right-wing dudes look and like quote Dr. King and and be like see uh anything other than marching in the you know quietly in the streets is uh not what he would have wanted and but in this case it's uh, honda you know we they don't explicitly state that u.s does the testing right we just assume that because no i think they do i think that's like the first line of the movie is that they really i thought so um all I know is that no other country is doing offshore nuclear testing in this era that I know of. Well, yes, but this is a fictionalized movie. That's true. I just mean the, the the context of the movie. I'm not saying nobody could have done it. But I will say in the, the part where he brought up that uh, Japan is getting the consequences for something the U.S. is doing. But the thing is that their plan, for some reason, all hinges on a robot leading Megalon where to destroy. And that robot is being built in Japan. So it's those two, is Goro's and Kinkama's fault that they are targeting Japan because that's where the robot is that leads them to where to destroy. So in my version, they specifically say, and maybe it's the subtitles I have, that Jet Jaguar is not to lead them. They say we, they needed to, they said like, why did, what did they say? Why did they have to steal a robot if they have all this technology? And they said, oh, because they want to, like, they don't have enough people and they want to build an army. Yeah. Is that not yeah. in yours? Um, they do say something like that, but they're also explicitly using Jet Jaguar to guide Megalon. I don't get why it's explicit that they're using him to guide him. Isn't that what they're doing with him? The whole time he's following Jet Jaguar around. Um... I thought they were just homies. No, I think I think they say that they're using him to direct Megalon and uh, like take him to Tokyo or something like that. I I think that's what they were doing, but as soon as Jet Jaguar stopped guiding Megalon, then just Megalon just went off on his own. It was just fine, you know. Like every step of the way, every action in this movie just is felt pointless. Totally fucking pointless. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm going to get a little off track for a second, but like Please it is just so best summed up in that the scene where the little boy and his brother go to the model airplane store and have to steal a model airplane because they've concocted a plan where in order for them to successfully break back into their house, they have to fly a model airplane at one of the Seatopians heads like but it there's just like nothing there's no reason any of that had to happen you no know, just pick up a rock as, as david collab puts it just throw a fucking rock at him yeah <laughs> but it, <laughs> totally. it's like this whole extra scene and that just like adds nothing to the exposition at all and there's just like a simple way around it and every every little plot beat of this movie like has that problem according to wikipedia the agent's plan is to use jet jaguar to guide and direct megalon to destroy whatever city Seatopia commands him to do 
Sure, but that doesn't mean that's the only way that they could guide him, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what so I mean. It, it makes no sense. Move on from Yeah, no, it makes no sense. <laughs> totally. Just like so many other things. I guess to, to try to, like, I think we should move on from the Seatopians, but I I don't think there's a coherent enough, th- like, thought into this for there to be one reading, but it does feel both weirdly, like pacifistic in the face of the very thing that started this franchise right like the the Mm -hmm. fucking uh uh nuclear testing that uh god what was that called the lucky dragon yeah and it feels like weirdly like i don't know i don't know if i can read the pro nuke into it unless i'm missing something but not anti-nuke yeah well i mean another thing is the resolution is like you know the two of them are talking at the very end they're like they only attack to defend themselves, so we have to make sure that they don't need to defend themselves again or something like that. It's like, okay, what are you two dipshit nobodies? You have no power or hand in any of this. Like, It's just two random people. They're just like, we need to make sure that there aren't nuke tests again. Um, yeah, it, it's totally. just, they have They are going to have no say in that going forward. Um and uh, governments are going to still test nukes. I mean, I, you're, you're right. It is a stretch for me to say that this is a pro-nuclear film. But it's just that throwaway line at the end of them being like, yeah, we should make sure this doesn't happen again. Is, is it? You know, that, that's yeah. it. That's the only thing that <laughs> totally. like, leads them me to believe that like, oh yeah, we don't like this. You know, and or and 100%. our sympathy for Godzilla when he falls over in the first scene and after Monster Island gets rocked by uh, the the blast. You know, totally. Th- that's it. That's all we got. Totally, fully agree. I got one last thing to say about Zootopia. I'd talk about Zootopia for ten years. Okay, okay hold on. I'm I could talk about it. three million. <laughs> if I recall correctly. In one of the earliest Godzilla films, the first or the second, I forget which one, they bring up that dinosaurs walked the earth four million years ago. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Yes. Maybe less. It's the first one. And all I could think was like, like, God damn, the, the Lemurians hanging out just just after the time of the dinosaurs this is crazy this is crazy it might have been two million years yeah it might have been two million years ago it might have <laughs> been pre-dinosaur i should have put this up because i had this thought while i was watching the movie and i'm like man this is stupid and but it is funny to think about the statues on easter island like they claimed being three million years old <laughs> what a ridiculous what a funny claim that was a delight. I liked. I liked that bit. It's two million years in the Godzilla, in, in the first Godzilla wow. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, these people are from before the dinosaurs, or at least concurrent with the dinosaurs so by a funny. million years. And so are the statues on Easter Island. That's so goofy. Dinosaurs <laughs> just a T Rex walking around with fucking the giant Easter Island heads. Oh. It's yeah, it's crazy that they there's this kingdom's been around for three million years and their technology is I mean, they don't even have anything to fight people with. They have to summon a monster. 
Like, they did create an artificial sun, which we have not been able to do, despite our best. How yes. do you do that? Like, what? Uh, you know, it is part <laughs> of, again, it's just like, there's, it's just like a given in a lot of, like, inner earth conspiracy culture. They're like, oh yeah, they created an artificial sun. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, wait. God created an artificial son named Jesus. Oh, oh, I like that. Something to that. Yeah, okay. maybe, maybe they just the the subtitles were wrong. It's supposed to be S O N. Okay, so it's all of our son. Yeah. <laughs> no, Char- the artificial son is Megalon. <laughs> Charlie, okay, you bring up a really good point. I have to use this as a transition of they are like we've been peaceful for three million years but now you know our like a third of our population has been killed by nuclear testing so you know you know when a quarter was killed we didn't do anything about it but with a third we're just gonna go straight to megalon so i have to ask what the fuck is Megalon? Like, what is their relationship with Megalon? What are they doing with Megalon before this? Like, yeah. why do they just have Megalon? I. He's a digger. I. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently have a pretty good relationship with him, though. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> And I and if they have this relationship with Megalon where they can summon him and say go attack humans, why do they need to kidnap a robot to guide him <laughs> to places <laughs> to destroy? That horse, dude. We don't know. <laughs> but I want to know. You want me to stop asking that, but then I will not find answers. I have to keep asking if I want to find answers. My question is. If Megalon has lived underground with them for so long, why does he have wings? <laughs> I don't know. Why does any bug have wings? Uh, cicada. Is, He's is like this... a cicada, but a longer yeah. term, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a four million ter- year. Uh, yeah, they didn't thing. summon him. They just knew he was about to come out of his hibernation. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they waited. We've been years yeah. of peace, but it's that time of the fucking eon. I just, I don't understand anything of what Megalon is or what he. They, why didn't they have a single line about we befriended an ancient <laughs> species of giant monster and we we agreed to do something for? Like, I have no idea what the deal is. Well, not only that, uh, not only what is their relationship with Megalon, what is Megalon's relationship with Gigan, who? is an outer space monster, but when Gigan, they're like, Gigan, go help Megalon, and they automatically know each That's... other and dance with each other. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I mean, Gigan is just kind of a homie for evil monsters. So this is I kind guess. of what yeah, we everyone... established. He's just kind of a lad, and he gets, around, <laughs> he gets along with, with uh, other baddies. You know, He's just that kid on the playground. He's so cool. cool. Let's talk about these monsters a little bit. Uh, Megalon. Charlie, you say you you like him? You think he's a cool monster? Yeah, he, he's a drill bug with wings, and he, he puts his hands together, and that's also kind of like a drill, and he shoots up from the earth, and he's got the yellow and black wings. He, I, I think he's a neat little dude. It's a cool costume. The The actress's hair is just everywhere. I didn't notice it. Really? I did not either. 
But I also didn't notice that Ghidorah had hair until there was reused footage. <laughs> so who am I to say what hair is? Yeah, I didn't notice hair. I saw some uh, strings. Yeah, her her hair is sticking out the bottom of the mask like the entire movie. It I cannot believe that she got away with with that. And it's an actress who plays her because I I looked it up and I'm like, who is this guy with this magnificent head of hair under there? <laughs> and but it's a lady. First time I watched this movie, like I locked onto it right away, and so like every time Megalon appeared on screen, I was like, is the hair still there? And it always <laughs> is. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, according to polls, only one third of viewers uh, notice it. So. <laughs> it's not too bad. I gotta say, I did enjoy the costume. It has that Gigan feel where it's like a little too smooth and a little too, like, action figure y, but it's cool. The drill hands, I wish they showed them drilling a little earlier. I didn't realize they were drills till, like, two thirds of the way through. Yeah. But. They're fine. The pattern on his wings and back was cool. I love the way he jumps. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. He hops. Yeah. He's just yeah. like hopping along after Jet Jaguar. It's so ridiculous. He looks like it. he's having a fucking ball. And, and that yeah. was fun. <laughs> and his, his mouth napalm bombs. I mean, what the fuck and why the fuck not? You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's been holding those in for so long waiting to be out in the open air. <laughs> The, the bit of him on his back and, like, popping one out and it falling back <laughs> in his mouth was very funny. That was, yeah. that was like, very was charming. But I why can he fly, folks? <laughs> I don't understand. The inner earth of Kong, very vast. Yeah. Very right. lots of lots of uh, yeah, I mean, great heights. If, if you could fly down there, you would have fun. It's a hollow earth. That leaves a lot of room. That's true. Earth is pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's big enough to fit an artificial sun in. Yeah. <laughs> Think about true. that. Yeah, maybe he's that's flying true. up to do adjustments on the artificial mm-hmm. sun. <laughs> I mean, hey, bugs are attracted to light, that's... so I can see it happening. There you go. Check. We solved that one. <laughs> what about a, a Gigan and his uh, appearance? I, he's basically the same, but his visor's different. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Oh, I didn't notice that. It felt like a cheaper costume and i couldn't figure out yes. why like I, i'm like it's, why would you get a different costume I, I it didn't it's mostly the same but they changed some of the face i believe he for whatever reason i don't know if it was just like the framing of him he felt like he lost some of his his teeth you know yeah in, in this one and he still felt like a you know again like a a, a lad which i like and um and <laughs> But he he didn't come across quite as menacing as he did in Godzilla vs. Gigan. Did he draw blood in Godzilla vs. Gigan? I don't remember. He did. The, the same blood spurt is in that movie, and I don't even know that it's originally from that movie. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Um, but the same, like, out of the shoulder yeah. is in that last movie we watched. Like, well, I'm lucky I have a bad memory, because that part Hell was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean that Godzilla vs. Gigan was the first time we we draw red blood from Godzilla. Yeah, that's right. You did it again, that fucker. Don't speak ill of him. He's a lad. <laughs> Gigan didn't do much for me in this one. He kinda came along once everything got silly and just in the fights was mostly just like it it reminded me of like uh Ghidorah the three headed monster, the scene where 
they're talking and then they're hitting the rock back and forth with their heads, Rodan and Godzilla, where it was just like, ha ha, we're bouncing Jet Jaguar back and forth, ha ha. Like, it just seemed a little, like, okay, y'all, we got 20 minutes to kill. How do you want to use these costumes? Is someone crying about Jet Jaguar being bullied? Fucking <laughs> loser. Well, of course I fucking am, dude. I, I thought about the arrival of Gigan as, so, like, minutes earlier you know jet jaguar is under control of the Setopians until suddenly what's his name goro pulls out a little device from around his neck being like oh i got another control thing over here this problem is solved no big deal and so yeah. he got mm-hmm. one two sex machina and so just to be fair they gave the Setopians <laughs> another one so they contacted guy again and brought him in <laughs> It was just a What is the act. situation where these people who've been underground for three million years are friends with aliens but can't talk to Earth to tell them <laughs> that they're there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, again, this comes... Maybe we are the problem. You know, maybe yes. they tried. And they're like, <laughs> that's, okay, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> these that's the suck. most plausible <laughs> answer to almost every question we have. Yeah. What is Megalon? Humans probably did something to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't they have gotten Gigan to bring Ghidorah along with him? Right? <laughs> okay, I should have talked about this before when we were talking about Megalon, but I gotta talk about the military shit. It is so fucking weird in this movie how Megalon is going along, and then suddenly there's, like, more military than we've ever seen. They got, like, every shot of every tank from every movie, and then... Out of nowhere, they're just blasting Megalon. Like, they're nowhere near the other characters. They're nowhere near anything. And then Megalon, like, flies a little bit, and we never hear from the military <laughs> no, again. No, yeah, they're just gone. <laughs> just, it's almost like they're, like, a hallucination or, like, a <laughs> dream or something. They don't exist within the realm of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, Megalon attacks the dam. Then the military comes, and they attack him. Then he flies away, and then they get in the helicopter to get a line of sight with Jet Jaguar to do the their special computer thing on him. Then a bunch of jets attack Megalon, and he kills all the jets. And then we never hear but from the military again. his hands, when he's attacking the jets, are Gigant's hands, because it's reused for the last <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> I that. Yeah, I just thought they're like, oh shit, this guy just took out like every jet. <laughs> Japanese defense force. Let's <laughs> let's like Godzilla and this robot these two random dudes built. <laughs> we have no idea who they are or their motivations, but hey, they say this robot's gonna fight these well, this monster. They didn't even say let's they let said, him have it. <laughs> they said the robot would go get Godzilla and definitely yeah. would be able to bring Godzilla back. And which was yeah. like the military's cue to be like, okay, our job's done here. I guess yeah. so, yeah. But Guys. that's never how it's worked before. No. They convince him to take him up in the helicopter to fly him towards the monster yes. and Jet Jaguar so they can get more control over Jet Jaguar. I'm just like, all right, sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got any other, a better plan going. <laughs> Again, I appreciate how open for feedback the Japanese military is and basically oh, yeah. all yeah. of these movies <laughs> civilian feedback welcome please mm-hmm. yep totally yeah fill out a form we got an anonymous safety report form if you need it yeah two things about the the military and megalon destruction blah 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 uh one did y'all notice what that helicopter said on it no 
No. Oh my god. The helicopter was the only helicopter, the solitary helicopter, and in giant numbers it just said 69 in white. Oh, yes I did. (laughs) It made me laugh. (laughs) You can never never do that nowadays with today's woke culture, you know what I mean? Um, Nice. Right, guys? Nice. You never have the nice number on the helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) They've taken it from us. Uh, oh man, with the Let's Go Branded, we're really throwing everybody off today. <laughs> um, also, so uh, one of the books I read, I think it was the same book, was pointing out that there's a lot of Megalon scenes of him blowing up energy infrastructure. So there's the nuclear test in the beginning. That's not him. But then there's like the, the, dam. the dam. And then, did y'all notice, last movie I brought up how mobile gas is in, ev- in guess, so many of these movies. Gas yeah, I... Back. I saw that. I didn't remember you bring that up, but I did notice uh, the mobile gas. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Even the book said it this time. I was like, I'm not hallucinating. I'm not just anti-Exxon mobile. It exists. Yeah. I I didn't really take uh, Megalon's destruction of uh, energy infrastructure as meaningful because, uh, uh, you know, most movies, most Godzilla movies, or a good chunk of them, have like an environmentalist message. And this one didn't really lean into that at all. And so I was just like, all, all I can totally. think of is like, man, I wonder what insurance looks like if you're a refinery on the coast of Japan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have to have kaiju insurance. Got to get that K plan. Mm-hmm. There's also the fact that like, you know, the Megalon, as soon as the Megalon, you know, destruction started happening, I was like, oh, they made it yellow so you could use Ghidorah's lightning. Yeah. Duh. But there are even shots where there's two lightning things coming, like, from two heads. It's like, come on, folks. Just so lazy. But it was cool. That's all that matters. Uh, I do want to point out that Barto is smoking one of the tiniest uh, oh, joints. It was a really tiny so joint. Small. I did a really good job this time. It's yeah. so tiny. I've had a couple flops yeah. where they've been not so tiny, but this, this one's pretty good. If you can imagine... The opposite of a kaiju size. That's yeah. right. Totally. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a tiny joint. I'm sorry yeah. that you've messed up and had some almost normal size joints, but I'm glad you weren't normal size, but they were it's still like, very small. But y'all, we're very far into this, and we have not talked much about Jet Jaguar except for wondering why he's needed to lead Megalon, which we'll never know. Yeah, I would. I don't know start. why you guys aren't concerned with that. <laughs> it is such a weird the whole movie hinges on that plot point and it makes absolutely no sense (laughs) one of many my friend one of many no but it uh, all hinges on that specific (laughs) so many things all hinge on other points that we've brought up but so much the movie is driven by that plot point of they have to (laughs) kidnap the robot and Send the no, robot. I, and then... I agree. I'm like 100% with you on this. I, yeah, we are both. I, I just, uh, uh, there's so much curious stuff about this film. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this guy? What is this, like this man, uh, what, what did we name? Goro. What is he about? Like, why does he live in this house with these hanging cubes and like, you know, it's a cool house. Where where are his little brother? Where are his parents? You know, and yeah. this boy's parents. Yeah. And why is he building this machine man at all? Why does he save yeah. the head for last? What a weird thing to do. 
He's an inventor. That's all. Yeah, it's really empty. It really leaves a lot to be filled in. Like, who's this friend who's a race car driver who's friends with an inventor? What was his plan with Jet Jaguar? Like, he's selling <laughs> yeah, it? I don't... Okay, I have to talk about the weirdest thing about Jet Jaguar, which, okay, did, did, I know you did, Charlie. Barton, did you watch Singular Point? No, I didn't. Oh my god, dude. Now you have to watch Singular Point because this movie makes Singular Point so, makes so much sense. There's an inventor named Goro who makes Jet Jaguar. It's all I didn't remember his name was Goro. Holy shit. Dude, and I I mean, I'm sorry, I have to spoil part of it. This movie, they're like, Oh yeah, there's this Jet Jaguar guy we made. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a robot. Um, but by a robot, I mean someone I can remote control. Oh, by the way, I also gave him the ability to have artificial intelligence, an impossible thing that no one knows how to make. It's like a totally side thing. Not to mention him growing bigger. We'll get to that. But like, a totally side thing. And Singular Point is amazing because they make the most important part of the story be about the fact that Jed Jaguar gains self-conscious, like, gains consciousness and how insane that is. And you go on this, like, insane psychedelic trip of what it is to be a robot that suddenly has consciousness. <laughs> and it's, like, incredible. And the, I, the fact that that is, like, a joke kind of making fun of this movie for having that be a throwaway is just like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. I it's mean, so, so good. I, I don't even remember all that, so that's uh It's that's by very... far the best part of the show. It's incredible. He's like going through every like he goes from being a child consciousness oh, to like yeah. far beyond any of us. And it's like, oh my god, you got it all from this movie, from one <laughs> tiny thing. Wait, this show sounds wild. I can't wait. I'm gonna absolutely watch this show. It's amazing. Oh, it's insane. It's, um It's absolutely insane. It's yeah. Wow. It's incredible. You, you you need to listen to our episodes on it and don't even bother with watching it. Just listen to our episodes <laughs> and you'll get everything from that. Those are like the only ones I've skipped, I think, except uh, yeah, I think that's it. But because I thought I'm going to watch this eventually. It made me appreciate that show so much more because yeah, in this I was just like, "What? What do you mean he was in remote control and then he has consciousness? It makes no sense." And it's, yeah, they make a, you know, a third of a show about that. It's so good. It's so goofy. Yeah, what is it? The, oh, no, it's his determination that made him grow big. Why did yeah. he yeah. And he's not even that surprised by it. He's like, oh, it's <laughs> the determination that made him grow. It's, he made himself from <laughs> human size to kaiju size. And randomly, it's the same size as all the other bad guys. He couldn't make himself yeah. ten times bigger yeah, than seriously. step on him. I guess he's not that determined. <laughs> he's determined to have a fair fight. Like, this is breaks know. so many laws of physics. And it's <laughs> yes. just like, oh, yeah. God damn, that determination. That I'm glad I programmed determination in him. Like, what? <laughs> Plus, like... Okay, Jet Jaguar, he's a robot. Cool. He's going to fight these guys. But he doesn't have any powers except for flight and walking around. He doesn't and have laser. communicating with Godzilla. That's definitely That's true. Yeah, he doesn't have missiles, but he can communicate with Godzilla seems incidental. He has 
fucking consciousness totally like oh yeah i did that just in case mm-hmm. and then he gives a fucking determination to make him giant it's like the only cool things he has are like afterthoughts yeah. <laughs> do it, y'all know the origin of why jet jaguars in this movie was it supposed to be like a king kong movie or something not that i know oh, okay. charlie what were you gonna say i just assumed they wanted to like you know like i said earlier the the film industry was failing the tv industry was doing good so they were like Let's make an Ultraman type character. So this is my understanding is that they wanted to play off the success of it wasn't just Ultraman, but there were a lot of shows like yeah. that, that were happening at the time. But I think this was originally, I think, supposed to be a movie just with Jet Jaguar as the main thing. And then they thought it wasn't enough. So they brought Godzilla in. OK, I think maybe he's trying to do that. This is the really wild thing. There was, I'm going to, I'm doing this from memory. I'm sorry. You can watch the YouTube video I mentioned for more on this, but there was a contest with like a toy company or something that I think Toho was tangentially involved in where they had kids do a contest to draw a monster and then they would make the monster and they, the monster would be in the next Godzilla movie. So all these kids did this, these uh, ones and one kid did one. It was called like red one or something like that. I forget exactly. And, but it was like this monster, like kind of red or something with like big wings and shit. And then there's this TV appearance where they show the kid, we made a costume of the monster and it looks way different than he drew. Like it has the wings, but it has like jet Jaguar colors and is totally different. And the kid like supposedly looks like visibly upset. (laughs) And then apparently Toho was worried about like in the future getting sued. So they changed it even more into jet Jaguar. (laughs) So it wouldn't look anything like it except the colors that weren't his colors. That's jet Jaguar. (laughs) It's so shitty. <laughs> Poor kid. Like, back before the internet, you could just do that. <laughs> so, personal story that I don't think I've told on this podcast, but <clears throat> years years ago, I went uh, like when I was a little kid. You know, in McDonald's, they have those like um, stands where you could like enter contests or whatever. Yeah. Well, they had one. They're like come up with a video game for Nintendo. And I came up with like Godzilla fighting game. Holy shit. And then a few years later, they made a Godzilla fight. I mean, like a number of years later, they made a Godzilla yeah. fighting game. And I had this like, they stole my idea. They took my thing. <laughs> and now I don't have any, I don't really think they took my thing, but I had this immediate. I do. Mo- yeah. do? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Anyways, Godzilla, Toho be stealing stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's amazing. That's why in the Godzilla fighting game, there's a secret character named Barto. Yep, that's true. Our uh, our opening theme is from that Godzilla fighting game. <gasps> okay, Jet Jaguar. TV cameras for eyes, but they're actually headlights. Come on, folks. <laughs> Fucking cool. What's up with that name? I know. <laughs> I like how he's just like, the name's Jet Jaguar, and the other guy's like, cool. <laughs> I'd be like... Okay, where's that name from? (laughs) 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 Why? I mean, it's a cool name. I've been friends with this guy long enough to know he's just fucking nuts. I don't. (laughs) I'm not gonna ask. Maybe they're both into like the same weird thing. Like they both are like into some. uh, There's some like band or TV show or something that like (laughs) mentions Jet Jaguar. They're both really into. So Uh, I see. Tell us. Like, oh, like the singer from our favorite band. Yeah, exactly. I've edited some furry shit. 
Um, I gotta say the flying they did with him was just a straight up Ultraman ripoff. Like the fact that his body would be stiff and he like spun in circles and when he flew up in the air, it was so beautiful. It was such Ultraman shit. Yeah. Yeah. And him just growing like that was also pretty Ultraman-y. I, I loved him. The, the end when it was just like, I think what actually happened is that there was a mistake where they didn't yell like, walk to the actors and so jaguar's walking ahead and then the characters run after him (laughs) but it felt like he was i don't know how your subtitles were but it was like oh he's done and he just starts walking away and i was like this is the best ending of a godzilla movie ever (laughs) jet jaguar's just like i'm done with you humans and i'm done with this shit i'm going off to just like frolic in the meadows and i was so happy oh yeah um uh, the subtitles definitely made it seem like he uh still had his own consciousness and he was just totally like this is the end you know goodbye yep <laughs> yeah i'm just doing i'm just gonna chill now hope that's cool yeah but no he's he's under there he lost it his mission yeah. was done still a cute ending uh, though on a similar note of you thinking that that was like a mistake apparently there was a scene where everyone is standing around until fakuda calls action and that was not edited out until the late 90s reissue of this movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I'm... I stole that from the YouTube video, too. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, Big Action Bill. Which is uh, very funny. It's quite yeah. the wonder. Anything else about uh, JJ? His camera's are eyes, and he automatically avoids anything in his path. Um, <laughs> He's a it's... Roomba. He's basically a Roomba at the beginning. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you already brought up, like, what the fuck is this robot for? He's not given any weaponry, so... His hands are just stiff. (laughs) They can't work. I mean, he knows how to punch, I guess. Uh, Yeah, he... I I don't know. And now... Now, what is the military going to do here, right? Don't you think the military is going to be like... Give us your Jaguar. <laughs> They're all killed by Megalon. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, base Megalon. <laughs> I really liked when he got lit on fire by one of the napalm bombs, like, midair. That oh, that was crazy. awesome. That was, was cool so as hell. Cool. It went from, like, silly to cool as fuck. But there's that point where him and Godzilla are encircled by the flame. And they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> and Godzilla has to fly him out somehow no he flies godzilla out oh that's what happens yeah he's the one that flies (laughs) i was very confused about how godzilla (laughs) flew him out (laughs) i guess he flew in hedora yeah i mean he can fly by spinning out the ground but he wasn't doing that i was like how is he doing that um because i was like well what's the danger well one of the reasons why is because i was like okay godzilla can easily walk through fire i so, have to say burn down all of tokyo yeah so this is only a danger to ultraman that's why i thought godzilla was ultraman. Saving the, the jaguar so that's why i thought godzilla was saving his ass but even then i was like come on he could easily just walk through that fire why are they acting like it's they're in mortal danger the stakes just felt very low yeah, yeah. Like, like this is I, I'm watching it and I'm like I know Jet Jaguar can fly what's going yes. on here <laughs> I almost felt like cause like it seemed in that moment like they trauma bonded 
and we were just supposed to accept that. <laughs> you know, they were trauma bonding. It doesn't matter why. The heat of battle is really intense. And then through this kinship they've built, through the 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 false but so real to them, brisk brush with death, they are going to be able to suddenly, out of nowhere, inexplicitly beat Megalon and Gigan, which they did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's my theory. Uh, it really was like some of the best looking stuff of the film though with yeah. them like with their hands up kind of like uh wandering around the big ring of fire it was, it was yeah it looked cool the the end fight parts that i did like were like when jet jaguar was throwing them up in the air for godzilla to shoot with his fire <laughs> with his atomic breath that was cool probably the most famous scene from the movie what about when he's holding megalon and uh godzilla does his uh tail slide jump kick twice I, in a row i've seen that gif so many times i googled to see if it was reused footage <laughs> it didn't like hit me right <laughs> yeah i also thought it was pretty brutal when uh godzilla's lifting megalon by the tail and slamming against the ground repeatedly totally other other favorite little bit with jet jaguar in there in that fight was uh when gigan takes jet jaguar hostage and Godzilla like snipes him over the shoulder. Oh yeah! It looked it was like the most Western moment I've seen in a Godzilla fight, like it or like a like a cowboy movie. Totally. Yeah, uh, they actually Nakajima was not in the suit for this movie. They First actually time? they got Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> Nakajima actually wasn't in the suit. It was a new actor. Okay. Can <laughs> we talk about that? Um, Godzilla's costume was different. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Like, there's so much life in the eyes. I was iffy on it. It was okay. Uh, I liked it. It was but, the cheapest suit they'd ever made by a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. Um, I liked it when Jet Jaguar broke Gigan's arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Any other fight moments y'all loved? Mm, I mean, I just. I don't know if I loved it. I just thought it was very weird and funny how both the teams were like dancing with each other and <laughs> communicating with each other through like sign language and dance language. It was very, very weird. And once again, like we said, I, I think we said earlier how it was a lot like a kind of wrestling match. Uh, I don't know if we said yeah. that, but yes. We alluded to it. So does Jet Jaguar most of the time... He just has no mind, no consciousness. <laughs> but then if his owner activates his willpower system. I don't think he activated it. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah, no, he, he activated it when he... Um, no, definitely not. What was he activating with? Uh, where he had to get line of sight. He um, took control back of him. The opposite. Oh, that's yeah, what it was. He took control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then Jet Jaguar yeah. had like a default backup where he could control himself if the dude lost control. So, like, if he loses okay. control, he suddenly becomes conscious and knows he exists. Well, <laughs> then why didn't he gain control before? Because the other people were controlling him. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Who is so... okay? Uh. But that's a good question. What is that like? This is this is a real <laughs> deep existential question. Yeah, that's what Singular Point does. That's why it's I know. So 
I feel like singular point's so good. We have to have like a singular point like reflections episode with Bartow because it's so good, and we don't even have to talk about the science we don't understand. No, I mean we could go back and watch it again and do episodes again at some point uh, with Bartow. I'd love uh, to. I am thinking about if I was blasted into consciousness for the first time, (laughs) and I was in the middle of a fight. (laughs) What would that be like? And I would choose not to fight i think i would be like i have to do anything else than this <laughs> i god there are those movies what am i what movies am i thinking of where suddenly someone's like suddenly inhabiting a body and they're like what am i doing okay i guess i'm fighting oh it's uh like memento oh, where suddenly yeah. the guy's like what am i doing i guess i'm chasing him oh shit he's chasing me right. and i feel like it's like that where you have very little time to figure out what anything is, what breathing is, what mm-hmm. the gra- what gravity is, and you're oh, just man. like, okay, I'm fighting, I gotta keep fighting. Oh, man, you're right. But you would rise above, Barto. I know it. I don't know if I would. You're right. That does sound very stressful. So we've mentioned them a little, but I was just, I just want to mention that I, like, of the three main characters, I genuinely just liked them all. They were just agreeable to me. Yeah. <laughs> what did you all think? As characters in a film or a piece of art there is no depth or anything to them but they were not dislikable in any way they're they all seemed like chill bros the kid was like not annoying no no not at all and he built his own little uh motorcycle motorbike yeah that's pretty way to go kid i want a baby rider so bad (laughs) I, i love that he was like i'm staying on the land where it's safe and he's immediately kidnapped (laughs) so maybe that's the message from the film that nowhere safe as long as crime is is uh as rampant as it is in democrat cities or as (laughs) how did they survive the container getting bopped very carefully wait what happened to the container their container they were in flew off the truck and then got hit by Megalon and flew and landed like hundreds and hundreds of feet later and they were fine. I don't remember that. (laughs) Like, they should have been... Uh, Yeah, it sounds like they should be dead. (laughs) Speaking of which, those those truck drivers, I like how they kick the guy out and they're still like, okay, let's let's drop this in the dam now. Now that the guy's not around, we don't have to drop it in the fissure. Let's drop this in the dam. Like, why aren't they just like, well, why don't we just fucking turn around and drive away? <laughs> why yeah. like, all right, we'll still drop us in the dam. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have a work ethic. Yeah, we're gonna like we will do the half-assed version of this job. Yeah, that we set out to do. Totally, we'll do the half-assed version, half-assed version that caused that guy to draw a gun on us. Yeah. Um, but we'll still do a half-assed version because we're not complete uh, lazy non-workers. <laughs> I like how they just straight up had porn, like, in the back of the truck, too. Wait, like, wait. Right behind them, there were just pinups all behind them of naked women or, like, scantily clothed women that apparently in, like, the, I think that same recut that you were talking about, Charlie, where they fixed the ending, they blurred all that out. Mm, maybe that's why I didn't see it, because I was about to say, all right, I'm going to have another rewatch when we're done with this episode. <laughs> A Megalon break. all right well if y'all are i'm ready for the awards let's start where we always start dumb cop of the week what do y'all got i would say this is an easy one but the general 
character or the the commander character in the army for both calling off the war against Megalon as soon as he got wind <laughs> that Godzilla might be coming, but for bringing this mad scientist on derailing your whole mission based on the whims of this mad scientist. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Not very smart, at the uh, very least. I mean, it worked out, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, mine was the same. Um, so that guy listens to this random scientist who's like oh i bought that robot that's teamed up with that monster right now but if you fly me in a helicopter to him i can change the way he's acting and the general's just like yeah so then he does all of that and then he still has all of his planes his entire flight fleet attack megalon even though he's like all right i already risk so much by trusting this random fucking guy to do his plan i'm still gonna send all my fucking planes at this thing and then they're all destroyed and killed immediately dumb cop move both very good dumb cops same dumb cop you uh, you have a very smug expression like you're gonna have a very good dumb cop <laughs> well you all know which one i'm gonna do right i assume the planes yes thank you for the sixth time in a row or i don't know if it's in a row it's probably not in a row all the planes, <laughs> one after the other, flying into the hands. I can't not do it. But I yeah. I got to give them a little bonus this time. Not only did they fly into the his hands just like one after the other, even when his hands were switching to Gigan hands, but <laughs> none of them put a giant 69 on the plane, even though it's clearly allowed. <laughs> Double dumb cop. Very dumb. Yes. Very dumb. Um, but... Speaking of not dumb, Praxis Award. Who who wants to go first? The Cetopians. Oh shit! Wow. I, I mean, for standing up for themselves, you know, like that's yeah. and not new using. You know, they surely have the technology. They're very technological. I'm sure they have their own nuclear weapons, and they chose not to use them. They were the bigger people. Very good call. Very good call. So originally, I was gonna say Megalon for destroying the dam because. Love dismantling a dam when you can. Not only that, but he, he pushed some water, perhaps some sea life, over the dam to let them free. But that's my runner-up. I decided I have... I realized these these Cetopian dudes, they break into their house, right? They're causing mischief. And the guy just chases him in his car. I feel like this movie exists in a world without cops. Like, they don't call the cops at all. And then the military are like a weird mirage that happens in this tiny vacuum. There is the, the, the thing with the helicopter, but it, it all feels so separate from this society of like these weird empty streets that, you know, the natural thing, it's not like, why are you chasing them? Like, call the cops. There's It's not even mentioned. So I got to give praxis to whatever is causing this <laughs> miracle. That, that seems really weird in the beginning where he... Yeah, like you said, they don't call the cops and they come home and there's two guys there that fight them and then drive away and he just gets in the car and chases after them. What's his plan? He's chasing after these two guys who I think we saw one of them has like a gun or something at that point. Uh, and he just gets in his car and chases after them. Like, what, Plus, what's he planning to do? His friend and his friend's brother have zero concern and they just go yeah. about doing what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it should be, I guess. I don't know. There's, but there's no cops. Yeah, and I like how they threw a fire grenade out to 
to get away from him. Seems oh, like yeah. Excess. I assume it's one of the little uh, <laughs> napalm balls that Gigan had. I was, mouth, right? I was like wondering that, that um, Same when we talked about Megalon's napalm balls earlier, if that's what they used. But this is a beautiful picture that you painted. So my practice is Jet Jaguar because all of a sudden he gains consciousness and he's like, oh shit, there's all these monsters that are doing bad stuff. I'm going to make myself grow a million times larger than I am and fight them and team up with this fire-breathing nuclear lizard to fight these guys. I That's just inherently in his spirit that he's like, this is the right thing to do to save people. And I think that's that's just an inherent uh, practice built. I don't want to say built because that, that implies that the building was done by Goro when it was just part of who jet jaguar is hell yeah pretty and cool what's more than praxis than being yourself yeah i mean depends but yeah true very much depends. <laughs> you know just uh <laughs> favorite shots all well i have two so i don't want to start who wants to start now my favorite shot is the one that has um that shoots into the truck and then you can see like the wall behind them uh, I that's now my favorite shot. <laughs> Good pick. It's a lot of shots. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Mine is either the first time you see Megalon bouncing around doing his little little jumps, mm-hmm. or when we see Godzilla on Monster Island as Jet Jaguar is coming. And he holds his hands together as if in prayer. And I think that's like, <laughs> I think it's a really wonderful image of Godzilla, the Christian. Hell yeah. I also like when Megalon's first introduced and he's going to the earth and you just see him going up, flying up through that tunnel. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's my favorite shot when he's flying up from underground and you're like, is he flying through earth right now or between earth i don't know but it looks cool my other favorite shot is the car going downstairs like, <laughs> we haven't mentioned that at all but this these cars went downstairs it's such a funny like clearly wrecking these shitty cars way and then went down a cliff amazing the car chase was very funny it was great we didn't bring that up but that's good at the end of the car chase there's a car and a motorcycle chasing and then one of them gets out and he pulls like a string and a bunch of white stuff falls on him. Yeah. What was that? It's paint. <laughs> yeah, they're at a construction site. Okay, so <laughs> there were just a bunch of paint cans up there and they pulled a string and they... Okay. Yeah, there's a tub of paint or something they tipped over. Okay. That was a good shot too. Uh, let's Let's rate this thing on the Godzilla scale. I'll go first. I mean, we've had a lot of fun talking about this movie. It makes me feel like it's higher. But when I really think about this movie, oh, it's pretty rough. So I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a D. It's on the D tier for me. I didn't find the movie that rough, but it's definitely below average. Definitely a lesser Godzilla movie. I'd have to get it D plus, C minus, somewhere in that ballpark. So I'm. I'm operating under the assumption that if we're going through this whole thing, I should have things on the F. Yeah, that's one thing that always kind of bothers me. I'm like, this is a lesser movie, but what do I consider an F movie? You know, this. And, if if I think yeah. of it that we need to have, I need to have a couple on the F. 
This has to fall on the F. Yeah. I think I had All Monsters Attack and me, uh, and Son of Godzilla on my F tier, but this is going to be one above for me. But F, that's that's nice. All right, that makes sense. I, I think so. Yeah, I'm going to change mine to a D, I guess. Because I'm thinking of all the Godzilla movies we've watched. The only one that immediately pops in my head that's worse is uh, All Monsters Attack. But Son of Godzilla, I think, is worse. But Which one? Definitely. I think Son of Godzilla is worse. Charlie likes that one, though. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought that one was kind of fun. So I'll, I'll, I'll change it to D. Hell yeah. Keep in mind, folks, just uh, for those keeping score, none of us remember our scores. It's tracked nowhere. And when we do a retrospective and we rank them or something like that, we probably won't take these into account. So they're really important. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cool. Anything else before we head out, folks? Let's go, Brandon. A- happy two years, fellas. On Twitter. Two years as a podcast. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we, we did take the Twitter account before we made our did our first episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. But, We're getting there. Okay. I think it was yeah. April? Well, um, I thought of the name and I just wanted to grab a podcast. Oh, Thanks, okay. Barto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Looks like Barto is a lot more considerate and nicer than any of you people listening. Yeah, not a single. Not congratulated us on the two-year anniversary. Nobody, nobody. We didn't tell you, but you should have known. You didn't. We didn't tell you, and it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) But (laughs) still, it's good knowing one person cares. (laughs) Hey, if you're listening, happy three-year on your podcast. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barto, you have some new music. I do. I do have some new music. Armed Jouissance, armed hyphen Jouissance.bandcamp.com. Uh, There's some new tunes, some good feedback so far. Thanks for all the feedback. Do, if you super sick. Do you want to check it out? Do you want to spell that for the listeners? A R M E D hyphen J O U I S S A N C E dot bandcamp. I'm not spelling that. B A N D C A M M. Nope, just one MP. Oh. com. MP, like the British politician. Yeah. It's really good. You should listen to it with headphones very loud, yeah. I think. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Or you oh, can listen yeah. to it on a speaker very quiet. <laughs> but just as long as you listen. If you listen to Barto's new music and you like it, you should rate and review No Gods, No Monsters <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Give us mm-hmm. as many stars as we deserve, as many as are in the sky, if they allow it. Um, you can find us on Twitter at no gods pod. You can find us at TikTok at no gods pod, and you can email us no gods pod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, you can be like jet Jaguar and gain sentience. Stop being a robot. You unplug from the matrix. You know, the trope. Yeah. You know it folks. Yeah. Wake up sheeple.